welcome to Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show, the digital marketer's guide to emerging technology, covering blockchain, cryptocurrency, and social media disruption. Hey there, I'm Erin Sell, your host of the show. This week, we will be discussing a topic most people shy away from, money. It, we're not just talking about money, we're talking about no fucking around money. I'm so excited to have Dr. Amanda Variantes, who is the founder of NFA, No Fucking Around Money. She helps coaches and online entrepreneurs experience money-making breakthroughs using her proprietary NFA moneymaker methods, helping increase income, which is guaranteed. After going from food stamps to building a six-figure business fast, she's been on a quest to teach driven business builders how to make more money doing exactly what they love. I'm so excited to have Dr. Amanda here with us today because let's be honest, money and finances are a big deal for entrepreneurs and it's one of the things we really don't discuss openly. So let's go ahead and dive right in. I am very excited to welcome Dr. Amanda Barrientes to Socially Powered Digital Marketing Show. She is the founder of NFA, and I'm part of why I'm really excited to talk about talk to her today is because we get to say the word fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so her her company is NFA, no fucking around money. So welcome, Amanda. Hey, Erin. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So I'm super excited to hear more about what you do. So you, you help coaches and online entrepreneurs experience money-making breakthroughs. And I feel like this is super important because as an online entrepreneur, marketer, digital marketing person, money is something that is, I feel like a stumbling block or barrier for a lot of people in their businesses. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting because I think that pretty much, I can't think of one entrepreneur I've worked with who doesn't have money blocks and it doesn't matter if you make little money or a lot of money, you right. still have them. <laughs> right. Um, and one, one of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you is that I feel like money is still a taboo subject. So I love diving into that sort of thing that, you know, people don't really want to talk about. Yeah. You know, I always say the two things that are not okay to talk about at the dinner table are sex and money. (laughs) And it it really seems that way. Yeah. There's a lot of shame and fear and embarrassment and, and sometimes even just avoidance around money at the dinner table or with your kids or growing up. And so we learn a lot of money beliefs that are not useful for us, which I got. And most everybody I talked to really is like, oh yeah, I didn't grow up in a very empowered money family, whether they made a lot of money or not. There were a lot of things that you're watching as a kid growing up that get downloaded into that become your belief system. And then you start to play that out in your adult life. And in business, it shows up in so many interesting ways. Yeah. So tell me, tell me how, like, how did you come into this? What, what's your, what's your background all about? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, money specifically. So I really, uh, my, my, my entry into coaching and consulting started 
with laying on the floor crying <laughs> and realizing that I didn't know what I was doing with relationships and money. So I had left my 15 year marriage having an affair and then my next relationship wasn't working out. And then my ex-husband lost his job. So here I am with three kids in grad school facing, I mean, really homelessness in a lot of ways. I lived at the time in Boulder, Colorado, which was a very expensive place to live. Right. And I was a grad student. So I was making a very small income and I had to go on food stamps. And I was, I was just so much shame and so much embarrassment and just felt really frustrated and stuck and disempowered. And that night when I was laying on the floor crying, I really had this moment where I was like, okay, who, what's the common denominator here? And I realized, oh, it's me. (laughs) So I started listening to podcasts and, you know, I was really busy and I needed it to be free information. And so everywhere I went on the go, like washing the dishes and taking my kids to school and walking between my classes, I would listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. and they were at first relationship focused. And then, then that led me into this coaching, um, workshop that I did work study to get into And at that workshop, there were all these, from my perception, really wealthy people because they had paid $5,500 to get into this workshop. And I was doing work study to be there. And I had this perception that they were really rich and that I wasn't. And that, you know, I just felt really less than and bad. And the coach that was running the workshop was like, well, where's money, you know, where's wealth building on your value system? And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) And I realized at that time that I had never taken the time to focus on changing my skills around making money or that it was even something you could do. And so I had this huge breakthrough. I was like, oh my God, what if I just start focusing on money and see what happens? And I did that and everything in my life started to dramatically change. And then that led me to going, I'm going to create my own business because what I was doing was working so well for me. And I knew that if I went the professor route, I was going to probably, you know, not be able, well, I definitely wasn't going to have unlimited potential for income and I wouldn't have been able to be free in terms of where I worked and things like that. And so I was like, I am going to start my own business and see what happens. And I just took the leap. And then in the first year of business, I broke the six figure mark. And so really it's just been kind of history ever since then, where I just keep learning everything I can about wealth building and passive streams of income and what it's led to is understanding that there's some very common things among entrepreneurs with their beliefs around money and how it shows up in their businesses. Yeah. So going into that, I'd love to hear what are those most common money blocks that you see entrepreneurs, you know, facing? Yeah. So what I discovered after working with, I would say, I don't know if it's in the thousands yet, but I'd say hundreds of entrepreneurs and, and teaching a lot and learning a lot and, and experimenting on myself and then talking. And I, I had all of my clients do money stories and I started to learn like, oh, what are the belief systems here? And I created three of the top money blocks that actually I think of as almost like each money block has hundreds of beliefs beneath it. So yeah. all of those beliefs make up the money block. And so the top three that I discovered was the first is money is bad. The second is money is scarce. And the third is money causes stress. And under those three, people have a lot of different belief systems. You know, So if you have a, a money is bad money block, you're going to be somewhere along the lines of thinking, if I make a lot of money, other people have to suffer. Or if I make that, which that could also be a scarcity block, but you could go, okay, money's the root of all evil. If I get really rich, th- people are going to think I'm a greedy jerk. Or 
it's not righteous to make a lot of money or it's not spiritual to make a lot of money or somehow, you know, you'll hear people with this money block say things like, oh, it's, it's better to just give than to receive, or I don't really care about money. I just like serving people. And so these, these will show up as people over delivering and undercharging most Mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. So that's a really common one. And then the money is scarce. People will work their buns off like nonstop because they're afraid it's going to run out. And even it doesn't matter what level they break through to, it could be even the million dollar mark. In some ways, the more money they break through into, if they don't have the right mindset around it, they're going to work even harder because they want to protect the money. They're scared it'll go away. There's this real scarcity mentality around money. Like there's never going to be enough. And then in the money causes stress, money block, this can show up as uh, it's similarly in a, in a strange way, overworking because the plate gets filled with a ton of things to do. And it's that belief system around like, I'm going to avoid thinking about money. So I'm not going to be very strategic about it. And then also this belief that I've got to work really, really hard to earn my money because that's what I learned growing up. Like, oh, it's not valuable if I didn't earn it somehow. I've got to prove my worth. Um, And then there's also this belief like, oh, well, if I want to 10X my money, I've got to work 10 times as hard. And so all of those show up and a lot of these mix together. But what I'm finding is that those are the top three that that really resonate with entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so my business, I mean, I work a lot with business owners, you know, I'm, I'm working on the side of um, helping them with their marketing and their strategies and all that. Uh What I find is that even in, when you're talking to them about completely, totally different subject, money still comes into play. And I can't tell you how many times I have the conversation with people about what prices they're charging and that they need to double or triple, or, I mean, I, I am constantly telling clients, like, you need to raise your rates. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, you should not be charging that, that price. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. It's so common. And the interesting thing is then, then you have to keep working super hard, right? Because one of the harder things in business is to find new leads. So if you're not charging enough, you've got to constantly be working to find new people to bring into your business right. instead of just up leveling your rates and having people really value you for, I often tell people, you know, people value what they pay for. Mm-hmm. And so the more you pay, the more they value it, the more they get results because they're fully bought in and you're fully committed because you're not having this feeling like, oh crap, I'm over delivering and I'm overworking and I'm resentful because I'm not really making the money. I, I know I'm worthy of making. Right. So I see, um, you have your own podcast, the max potential money. Yeah. What, what made you decide to start that and, and just tell people a little bit more about what that entails and why they should go listen to you. Yeah. You know, I, well, the reason really is because when I was in that state of total breakdown, podcasts really changed my life. And I thought, how freaking cool is this to have a platform that people can listen to for free and you can teach the world so many cool things and just build a family and a tribe and a following through giving free information. And so I was like, I definitely want to have a podcast at some point. And so when I started it, it was a hundred percent just inspiration. And I just was like, I'm going to go for it and see what happens with it. And it has been one of the main forces of building my business. And I think I'm in, now I'm in over 55 countries and, you know, I get a lot of new 
just new, new people coming and saying like, thank you so much for helping me. I mean, I, I get the coolest emails from people all the time. It's funny because <laughs> I don't know if you notice this with podcasting, but people tend to email me rather than leave a review. And I'm like, leave a review. Right. <laughs> right. I need the reviews. Don't you know those help? Totally. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really cool. I've switched from the first season I did max potential habits. Mm-hmm. So I was really interested in studying habits and understanding, you know, the, the very behind the scenes, like what is it that gets us to shift our reality as fast as possible? And I was like, it's habits. You got to change your habits. And then it really morphed into mindset. And then the thing that I found in my marketing strategy was asking people what was the one result that they really wanted from me. And it was to make more money. And so I decided to shift. I really not much has changed about what I teach there, but, and share, but um, it's focused on helping people make money. So I, I talk about money mindset, manifestation, and marketing tips to help entrepreneurs be really badass money makers. Oh, that that's awesome. I highly recommend everybody who's listening to this go check that out. Um I did want to ask you out of curiosity when you were, you know, in the depths of, you know, going through everything that you were going through, what were your favorite podcasts that you listened to and are those still podcasts you listen to today or have you changed and now you listen to something else? Yeah, great questions. The very first one that I got really into was called The Relationship School. No, no, Smart Couple, which led me to The Relationship School. So it's um, uh, a guy actually ended up finding out he lived where I lived, which was so wild because when he started talking about his workshop, I was like, I've got to be there. And it turned out he lived where I lived, which was like, you know, I look at that as universal law of attraction, like serendipity. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So that podcast is incredible. The Smart Couple and it's Jason Gaddis. And it was, it was amazing because he led me to someone named John Demartini, who was now one of my main mentors who I've gotten, you know, different certifications from. And, and he, um, it, it led me in a new direction. So that podcast, I listened to a ton and, and something I found along the way was that I had some really codependent issues going on. And so I started listening to a whole bunch of different codependent. There was one called codependent no more. I don't think it, I don't know if it's still running or not. That's, I think, isn't that a book? There is a book. Yeah. I I wonder, is is it the same? No, it's not. Yeah. And I think I, I, yeah, he stopped in the middle and I don't know why I was wondering if that was why, because the name wasn't hit. I don't know what happened there, but it's really valuable stuff. And then I don't listen to those anymore. I've, I've completely, you know, I did a lot, a lot, a lot of relationship work over the years and now pretty much primarily I listen to business and money podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. like mindset, business, money, marketing, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Manifestation. Yeah. So I haven't, I don't listen to um, relationship podcasts as much, but those were the two that I started with that really transformed my thinking. That's awesome. So um, I do have to ask, and I, I should have asked this at the beginning, but where did you come up with the name, the no fucking around <laughs> yes. It's, it's such a funny story, actually. So I, when I was in high school, we got offered to be on this volleyball league, like, it, but it was an adult volleyball league at the rec center. And I was at the time I had played a lot of volleyball, but I started swimming year round. So I was like, I still want to play volleyball, but I have to find an adult to be on this league. So I was like, dad, will you be a, the adult on this volleyball league? Because you only had to have one adult. So he's like, sure. So I got all my friends together, which were all high schoolers who are really good at volleyball. <laughs> and we created a team and we named it team NFA, you know? So I was like, oh, let's be team NFA. 
NFA, we can't swear we're in high school. So we said right. NFA, we knew what it meant. And then all ever since then, every athletic endeavor I've done, I've always named my team's team NFA. And so then one day I was coaching one of my clients, one of my very first clients I was coaching and he's like, geez, you're like my tough love dad, but you're also really soft. And you're, you know, he's like, you're really helping me. And I said, well, I'm not fucking around about your transformation. I really care about you. And so we had just this like nice little conversation. And then I was at a a chamber of commerce event and I shared this story and someone like several people kind of like laughed and they were like, that's, that's awesome. And so I decided to put it on my Instagram page, like no fucking around coaching just, Mm -hmm. and I just using the term and this woman reached out and said, I want to interview you for my podcast. Cause I said on there that I had gone from food stamps to six figures. And she's like, that name is so catchy and so awesome. And she's, was this really successful businesswoman, And I was like, Oh my God, how cool is that? And she's like, you need to rename your company. So I ended up renaming it. And then it's transitioned from NFA coaching to NFA money, because I do a lot of different, like I, I consider myself now consultant just because I do a lot of different things like teaching and coaching and consulting and training and that kind of thing. So I decided to in a marketing way, no, you know, if you didn't know what NFA, NFA meant, you might not know what NFA coaching was, but with NFA money, people, it attracts people to understand like, Oh, money, something about money. And then they look at the name and they're like, that's really fun branding. Right. I, part of, I, part of why I love it is I feel like it weeds out the people that you wouldn't want to work with as far as like a marketing perspective goes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, if I get, I guess going to be a funny emails <laughs> every yeah. once in a while in LinkedIn, I get people being like, how dare you? I, why would you, you know, and I, I just giggle and I say, thanks for letting me know your thoughts. It, this isn't right. for everybody. And, and absolutely we wouldn't be aligned. <laughs> You're not my people. I <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. yeah. I, I love that. Um, so what are some of the strategies that you use to help entrepreneurs uh, overcome their, their fears and their doubts and everything that goes along with money? So many good ones. You know, I'll say for people listening, something you can start to do is really just look at your money story. So I always take people through money stories. I actually have a workshop coming up and it perfect segue perfect segue yes so (laughs) I help people write their money stories and then break them down and rewrite them so when you think about money stories we like I was saying at the beginning we get a lot of different downloads when we're kids we are like absorbent sponges to everything going on around us and we don't have any way to discern or discriminate or you know we just take it all in and we just start to develop our belief systems around that and so most people don't take the time to go back and think, where did I come up with this thought? Is this thought true? You know, what made me believe this? And then when you start to look at the patterns, you go, oh my God, the reason that I'm having this struggle right now with money is because when I was a kid, I watched my parents fight so much about money and it terrified me. So now I don't even want to get married, which is like a money story relation, right? Right. (laughs) And so like it plays in, I love money stories because it plays into every area of your life. And so one way is, you know, if people are listening and they want to join, I I'm doing a workshop and I'm starting to do this workshop every month and it's called money, uh, money blocks, breakthroughs, money blocks, breakthroughs. So if you go to moneyblocksbreakthroughs.com, you can check it out. The early bird special ends tonight. And then I'll be having that workshop from here on out, because this is something I really want to use to transform the world. Because like you're asking, what are some of the strategies? It's so much simpler than you think. A lot of it is conscious awareness. So um, Carl Jung, one of my favorite quotes of all time, he says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. 
And so what that means is- I love that quote. That's fantastic. Right? Like when I read that quote, I was like, that is awesome. And that is exactly what's going on with everybody I work with. They say one thing, but they do another. And what does that mean? And I, yet the more and more studying I've done and work with people I've done, I'm like, oh, it's all these unconscious blocks that people have. So I call that competing commitments. So 95% of you is unconscious. 5% of you is conscious. So if you have an unconscious belief system that money is bad, you're not going to be able to break through to the next level. Or when you do, you're going to sabotage. If you have an unconscious belief system that money is scarce, you're going to always feel stressed about money because you're never going to feel like there's enough. So even though consciously you might say, oh, I want to relax and enjoy life. And I want to have like this entrepreneur lifestyle that's fun and playful. If you have an unconscious belief system that money is scarce, you're always going to feel stressed out about money. Similarly with money causes stress. If you have an unconscious belief system that you got to work your butt off all the time, you're going to sabotage from making more money because you have the belief that more money equals more stress. And so I help people get tapped into understanding what their unconscious belief system is based on their money story is the first step. I love this. I am just loving this conversation. And what talking about that, that quote um, reminds me of something. And this has been a few years ago. I had um, an ex-boyfriend of mine um, tell me, I don't remember what it was in relation to, but it was basically like, if you want to like start thinking about something, you just have to visualize it. And he kept, he had told me like, you know, just for a week, just notice every time you see a yellow truck. Yeah. And as soon as you like from that quote, you know, as soon as you make the unconscious conscious, then like once he said, notice every time you see a yellow truck, then I saw yellow trucks all the time, which is not very common, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's such a simple, smart way to, to show people that what you're focusing on expands, right? And so it's like, yeah. it's actually built into our brain. It's called the reticular activating system. Yep. So uh-huh. you track for your, in your surroundings, what you're focusing on. And so the, the weird thing is that when it's unconscious, you think you're tracking for the opposite. So like an example would be, someone says to me, I get this all the time. I want, I, I want a six figure business. I want to be a full-time entrepreneur. It's, I'm really dedicated to it. But then they'll tell me like, I'm procrastinating and really struggling with getting anything done. And it's like, well, that doesn't make sense to a logical brain because it's like, well, if you really want this, just go get it, right? That would be alignment. That would be no unconscious blocks. But that it's it's my job to work with people and go, okay, let's pick apart all these unconscious blocks that are not helping you get into inspired action. And so it's exactly like that. You go like, okay, what are you really focusing on in your unconscious and conscious? Right. So that also leads us to, I I know you've talked a little bit about it, but manifesting and how do you how do you start to do it and how do you know if it's working I mean I know for me people I mean I have some friends that are like oh my god you just manifest this shit out of stuff that's awesome and I love it (laughs) yeah like quite honestly I feel like I can I can manifest whatever I want anymore that's great yeah (laughs) Yeah, I, I would I, like to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> when I started talking about yeah, like using the word manifestation, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's going to think I'm crazy. And 
it's interesting because the more and more that I read and learn about it and become like you, where I just go like, oh, I can create whatever I want. And I have ultimate faith in that. And I just, anytime I'm not creating what I want, I know to use which tools to go like, okay, what's the block here? Because it just means there's some sort of block unconsciously. And so, you know, in manifestation, our thoughts create our reality. And this is really based on quantum physics and metaphysics. It's not like, oh, it's not a woo woo idea that like, oh, you sit on the couch and just think you're what you want and everything happens, you know? And and let's say you're a really good manifester. Yeah, you could do a lot of that. That's that's absolutely true. And it takes practice when you start because it's like a muscle. Like I I tell people you have a manifestation muscle. It's not like just overnight, all of a sudden you go, I want a million dollars and a million dollars drops in your lap. You've got to become the person who can attract a million dollars, which means as you do that, once you get the million, you're like, oh, that was easy because you've become energetically aligned with believing that you deserve a million dollars. You have the skill set. you've gotten the opportunities attracted your way because in the process of becoming someone who is a millionaire, you have changed yourself from within and now your thoughts align to attract the million dollars. So I tell people it's a really easy three-step process. I have a really cool, if they go to my um, podcast webpage, there's a really cool download called um, manifest money in your business. And it's three easy steps to manifest more money in your business. And it's like the simplest process. It's I'll, I'll tell you the steps. And then, you know, I have people download this. So they have this in front of them and just go like, okay, how do I journal about this and do it every day and just keep practicing from wherever I'm at right now. If you've never done it before, start small. If you've done it a lot, go bigger. And so it's, it's three steps, clarity. You gotta be clear about what you want. So get really clear about what you want people where they get stuck here is that they create from a place of, of deficit and fear, instead of really going like, what do I really want? How would it be fun to feel about it? What would it be like to get it instead of going like, I really want this, but I can't have it where that 95% of you is like doubting and fearing and doesn't think you can have it, then you're going to, you're already blocking yourself. And so getting clarity about what you want is important Then taking action in the direction and then trusting the universe to take care of the house. So that's this, that's the easiest three-step process breaking that down and actually being able to let go of all the BS that's holding you back from getting there is where my work comes in (laughs) with, with people I work with. So wait, where did they go to find that? What's the, what's the website? Um, if they go, I'll give them just straight the website. This will be easier than going to my other page, uh, manifest money in your business.com manifest money in your business.com. Cool. And they can just download Uh, the three steps. Yeah. And I will, uh, link to that in the show notes, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you have the workshop coming up. Um, today is the last, um, the deadline for early bird to get, to get signed up for that. So if you're listening to this today, then make sure you go sign up, um, what by midnight. Yeah. Uh, midnight mountain standard time, or I guess it's 1159 mountain standard. Right. 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 Yeah. Yep. Perfect. And then you're going to start doing that every month. Yep. And is it, it's virtual or it is virtual. So you're going to get a, a, an instructional video on how to write your money story before the workshop. And then we come to the workshop, break it down with other people, do a whole bunch of cool money-making tips, manifestation tips, help you reframe and rewrite your money story. And then they get opted in for 30 days for free into my moneymaker lab. So that's an ongoing group that is just this high vibe group that of entrepreneurs who want to make money and stay connected. Awesome. 
Well, so I feel like this has been amazing. Is there is there any any last thoughts that you want to you want to share with the audience? Boy, I you know <laughs> I I love this conversation. I could talk about it for hours. I would say the lasting thought that I, I usually like to leave people with is to remember that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, you got to start working on what's within. And so this is this NFA radical responsibility approach of going like, Hey, I'm the creator of my reality. So if I don't like what's going on out there, I got to start working on mastering my inner game. Love it. So what is, what is the best way to connect with you? Where do you hang out online? I would, I, boy, that's a good question right now. <laughs> I would say the best way to connect with me is definitely in podcast world. Like if they go to my podcast page at all things, NFA money. So if you go to NFA you can mm-hmm. connect to me in every way that I am available there. Perfect. So NFA money.com or in my handles, my social media handles are all NFA money. Okay, cool. I will I'll link to those as well. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. This has been fabulous. And I can't, I'm going to go check out your podcast for sure. And I'm definitely going to go um, download all the, all the goodies Yay, and, awesome. and manifest even more. Wonderful. Thanks all so right. much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you. I really hope that you guys enjoyed that interview with Dr. Amanda Barrientes as much as I did. She's awesome. And I'm we actually had a post interview recording conversation about blockchain and crypto and NFTs and all that. And so she's totally coming back on the show to discuss all of that stuff. So look forward to another interview with her coming to you shortly. Um, But in the meantime, be sure that you guys subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of our latest episodes. And if you are enjoying the show, we would sure love a review. So, you know, go ahead and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to connect with us on all your favorite social media platforms. You can find us at Socially Powered where we share tips, tricks, and the latest episodes on all things social, crypto, and blockchain related. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. 